Thanks for staying tuned with Ask a Leader. My next guest, it's a pleasure always to have him on because he's generous with his time when he's busiest because he's the Orange County Registrar of Voters at the helm now there for 18 years. And despite his ritual appearances on the show, it's important to present his full bio for local voters to appreciate how much institutional heft Neal brings to running our election infrastructure. Prior to joining Orange County, Neil Kelly established several of his own companies, employing hundreds of people. He was also an adjunct professor with Riverside Community College's busy administration department and service as a police officer in Southern California during the mid-1980s. Neil is an appointed member of an immediate past chair of the United States Election Assistance Commission Board of Advisors and a member of the Election Assistance Commission Voting Systems Standards Board, a member of the National Institute of Standards and Technology, Technology and Voting Technical Guidelines Development Committee, the past president of the California Association of Clerks and Election Officials, and is the past president for the International Association of Government and Officials government officials. In addition, he serves as a 2017-2018 member of the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicines Committee on the Future of Voting. This partly because he does, folks, I'm reminding everybody, always makes the jaws drop that he administers the fifth largest county in the U.S. Neil earned a Bachelor of Science degree in Business and Management from the University of Redlands and an MBA from the University of Southern California. Neil comes to us from his corner office in Santa Ana. Welcome back to Ask a Leader, Neil Kelly. Thank you, Claudia. Glad to be here. Thank you. Let's go over and put into perspective some of the stats for where we are at this point with the Orange county-wide registration. The total number going into it, this is May Day. So, yes, we're, we are just uh, shy of 1.6 million voters. So um, we've, we've seen some increases over the last few months, which is fantastic. And uh, as we continue to do list maintenance, that kind of fluctuates, but just shy of 1.6 million. Well, I know in preparation last week we talked about this. That was 1.5 million. So it, it's it's exactly what you were saying. The trend there is an uptick, we'll, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about those trends. So, um, and how is it looking on the at the precincts for UCI? We're going to try to hone most of what we're talking about today about the UCI. Uh, there are five different polling places, but uh, so but the registration in our various precincts, how is that trending at this point, May? Before well, good. So I, I don't have the specific numbers for you, but I can tell you that the, the, those specific precincts, we are seeing upticks, um, which is fantastic. The registration numbers continue to grow. Um, and I, I'm assuming we're going to get into a little bit about the triage issues. Oh, right, we will. UCI. We're going to yeah, get great. into the hardware for sure. Great, great. So... In, also in preparation, you were talking a little bit about some of the party registration shifting f- away from the the conventional parties to uh, no party preference, and that's certainly happening on the campus as well. Yeah, it definitely is. And, and in fact, we're seeing in the demographic of about 18 to 25, the largest shift to no party preference. Interestingly, in Orange County, uh, 24% of the total number of voters affiliate, well, don't affiliate with a party, so there are no party preference, and that mirrors the state average of 24%. So, and UCI, Cal State Fullerton, we're seeing a significant growth in those areas uh, moving over to NPP. 
And I, I just a, a moment to clarify, too. People are, and I noticed that in some of the things that Jackie Wu, hello, Jackie, shout out to her, uh, that some of the stats that she gave me and that there, people are still checking the independent option. And uh, it, it's a moment we can just clarify. Independent is actually a party. And so it's not an independence from any party. The, to, the way to express an independence of a party is to say no party preference. That's correct, and it's a great point. American Independent is a qualified registered party in California. So then well, let's go into uh, the, uh, the other big major education that I find still needs to, to be driven here is the California primary. I'm going to say it's going to be like a drinking game. June 5th, everybody, we're going to keep going back to June 5th, but we have other deadlines to talk about. But the top two primary in California still requires clarification for people who think they don't have to do anything until November. So, and that's a really good point because the primary election is is how we select individuals to move on to that final runoff in November. So, participating in June is really important because you might not get the individual that you want in that November runoff unless you participate. And um, what's unique about California's top two primary is is that it's wide open. So, it's an open primary, which means you can vote for any candidate that you want on the ballot, regardless of your party affiliation. And so for those that remember from the 2016 presidential primary, there were other regulations that pertain, but in this particular cycle. Midterms, yeah. The midterm, like like what people are taking right now in classes. (laughs) So with the midterms then, there is no requirement to be registered in any particular party to to participate in that party's primary. It's open to everybody. Not in California, that's right. Not, Not right for now. Okay, so... I've got my statewide voter information guide, and you mentioned in preparation for the interview that the the vote by mail, the absentee ballots have been moving out. Well, so voter information guides, our last mailing is today, so that's, that's that 8.5 by 11 pamphlet that voters will see in their mailbox. The actual ballots, we don't start mailing until May 7th. In fact, we can't under, under state law. Okay, that's next and, week. Right? Yeah, that's next week, and, and that total group of, of ballots will be about 900,000 that will go out in one day. 900,000. Yeah. Folks, it's a huge ballot. There are so many candidates on the federal and the state levels. And of course, there's lots of, we'll talk about too a little bit, the the local candidates. But this is necessitating everybody being ready for your absentee ballot. You need 72 cents on your stamps. 71 cents. 71. Oh, I was off. (laughs) Good grief. 71 cents. So if you go to a post office, they'll meter it. Uh, but, of course, you can put two, two first-class stamps on it. Okay. But, and you were also saying in preparation that if somebody's got the postage due, so it, it still gets processed? But yeah. we're not, this is not an endorsement that we move the tab to you. But, what, I mean, but is, that's, is that a liability for you? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a huge liability because I, the vast majority of voters do put the postage on, and that's a requirement by the post office. However, there is a fail-safe that if they forget or they do not put the correct amount of postage on, that, could, that will advance to us. But an important caveat is that could delay your ballot arriving to us, so not something we recommend. But the, and the ballots, the absentee ballots, it's the new law that they they must be canceled by the day and arrive uh, the day of the election and they need to arrive within three days after within three days of election day that's correct of election day and that's that's pretty new we've just that was in effect in 2016 
Yes, it was. And in fact, so what, what's important about that is it means you could drop it in the mailbox on Election Day. In the past, you couldn't do that. Okay. So for those of you who've just joined us, my guest is Neil Kelly, Orange County Registrar of Voters, giving special attention to what's taking place in the polling places at USI where we're headed there, uh, and where special measures are being imp- implemented in the lead up to the California state primary June 5th. June 5th, everybody. So deadlines. Let's make sure everybody's got down then by the when they need. It's May 29th is the last time to request an absentee ballot. Yes, that's correct. May the 29th. And then, of course, you talked about Election Day. Another important day to keep in mind is that the last day to register to vote is May 21st. Yes, However, exactly. under new law in California, if you miss that deadline, you can still register to vote at our office or one of our early voting vote centers. And the office, I'll put in the summary, but folks, it's in the Santa Ana town, the county seat, of course, at 1300 South Grand Avenue, Building C, just behind, I guess, all of those solar-paneled parking areas. That's right, right yeah. There. Then uh, other deadlines that we need to know. I think those are most of them. Yeah, no, that really covers it. I mean, in the past, obviously, the registration deadline was critical because if you missed it, you, you had no options, but now you do. All right. So the California Voters' Choice Act in 2016, and you mentioned that a really terrific cybersecurity panel that was convened at the student union here at UCI about a month ago. And you were talking about that is meeting where the voters are. So that's you've made a big press to accommodate the confusion that's been sorted out at many, many elections here on the campus. So why don't you map out some of the new provisions so people know that, <laughs> I'm afraid we're, you're not infantilizing our students, but you are making sure that, they're, that they've dotted every I, you've crossed the, helped them cross the T's with whatever kind of ballot they've handed over on June 5th. Well, and that's the thing is I, I'm, we want to do our best to try and accommodate all voters, but certainly specific to UCI, you know, I, I know it can be confusing, especially depending on where you registered at UCI, it will put you into a specific precinct. So if you don't go to the correct polling place, normally you would have to, to cast a provisional ballot, which takes extra time, extra effort out of your day. And so what we're going to be doing is preparing triage centers uh, on campus that will help direct students to the right location, which will speed up their process in the voting booth and also alleviate the growth of provisional ballots. So all of those things combined will really make a better voter experience. So these triage center personnel from your registrar voters office, they have to like really be like the your best of your best and they can they can slice down because not not all polling work polling workers necessarily have this expertise. It's been a problem in the past. Yeah, we're, we're providing specialized training for these folks. They'll be stationed outside of every polling place so they can talk to students as soon as they walk up and sort out those issues before they get into the polling place uh, location. And that should really help out. And before then, they're at the triage center, everybody, and actually, Neil, I always put this in everyday conversation, people I know, people I don't know, that you can verify 
your voter registration status, folks, go to, in the case of Orange County, go to the ocvote.com to verify that you're there. And, uh, and I, it's also, there's a terrific status symbol waiting for those who have n- not missed a single election. You get your whole voting record. That's way cool to look at. Yeah. Right. So, so anyway, that's important to do so you know where you are with the voting and get and you do it ahead of time so that you're you're ready with the right paper and and we who knows how long those triage center lines are going to be how much it's going to t- require to get all that taken care of yeah and i can, if i could just add claudia you yes. know ocvote.com forward slash verify will take you right to that page so it's very simple very simple go straight to there so let's talk about around for uci as well as around the county all of the early voting opportunities here in orange county Yes, so we're going to have five, I don't want to say permanent, but they'll be permanent for 11 days locations in Costa Mesa, Fullerton, the Irvine Civic Center in Irvine, in Mission Viejo, and then as well as our office here. And also what's pretty exciting for us is we'll be doing pop-up voting. Yes. Um, It's like a mobile cafe for voting. And we'll be at UCI at uh, Aldrich Hall on May 29th from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. So you can, it doesn't matter what precinct you're in, you can go there to that pop-up voting location and cast a regular ballot. A regular ballot. And, mm-hmm. well, I guess I'm kind of curious. So that, would that be already tabulated once those, do they, they shoot over to your office? And th- that, that will become some of like the early results then when we're watching? Yes. In fact, those will be included with the vote-by-mail return. So all of that early voting that's done before Election Day is one of the first ballots counted. So for the pop-up voting, that's a concession to, to get students on board and get them engaged in that kind of thing. So is this a trial balloon for any other institutions around the county, Neil? Well, we we're excited because we just made a deal with Segerstrom for having a night out at Hamilton. So we'll be at a pop-up voting unit there. Really? We, what date? Yep, and that's going to be at Segerstrom on May the 26th. And then we'll cool. be at the Santa Ana Civic Center, uh, downtown Santa Ana. And there's lots more locations we'll be announcing here in the next few days. So that's also, so what forward slash after ocvote.com are we going to find that? Thanks for asking that. It's early. Forward slash early. Oh, that's you're making it easy for us. <laughs> yeah, that's why Neil Kelly is the gold standard, ladies and gentlemen, on, on managing this. Well, let's talk a little bit about, well, a lot, actually, ways that Orange County is exploring the vulnerabilities mm-hmm. in election infrastructure, the hacking protections that are in place to the extent you can give us some of those sort of details. Well, you know, and I could tell you this goes back to 2016. Uh, there's clear evidence. This is, I'm not telling your, your listeners anything that's classified. There was attempts made by nation states to infiltrate our election systems here in the United States. We have been working closely with Homeland Security and the FBI since that time. Wow. And we've done a lot to stand up additional defenses to not only our network structure, but to the physical uh, aspects of our operation. That includes the building, the chain of custody of ballots, you know, you name it. I mean, really before 2016, election security was top of mind, but there was this paradigm shift that occurred in 2016, which really elevated and escalated the issues surrounding election security. So I will tell you that from a software standpoint and network standpoint, there are protections in place that were not prior to 2016 that are extremely enhanced, including intrusion detection. 
And then on the physical side, we've done quite a bit that I'm not at liberty to talk about, but um, I will tell you that the security that's in place is very robust. So I guess what I got my mind blown at the, the cyber security panel that you participate on, I mean, there's to the extent you can say that there, there are so many junctures where this intrusion can occur. There are. There are a number of vulnerabilities, I think. And this is the case, Claudia, for any, you know, system that yeah. is that is on a network. And by the way, our voting system is not. I mean, we're talking just about voter registration for a second. So when you look at banking, retail, you know, service sectors, all of those, and you see them in the news quite a bit about the vulnerabilities and, and the attacks on those systems. Yes. So being diligent on, on that is, is extremely important. We cannot protect against every attack, but what we can do is limit the risk. And what we can do is to add additional protections to increase the confidence for voters, but to also react quickly if there is an attack. So those are what's really important and, and should be top of mind. And it makes it complicated that there are, you, you quoted for me last week, the number that's like 3,000 and how many counties that are running these elections in the country. Right. So there are 3,000 counties, but there are 9,000 election jurisdictions in the country. So you've got a number of disparate systems throughout the United States, and that creates a very difficult web to protect. But I think Homeland Security is, you know, is off to a good start and doing a good job. Well, in the weeds a little bit, so the, the number boosts from 3,000, 9,000, because like we're including secretaries of state and all those and, kinds of things? And cities and municipalities that are their own election jurisdiction within a county. Oh, wow. Yeah. So but the, but the 3,000 counties, I mean, there's 3,000 orange counties, if you will, uh, throughout the United States. So I guess because you are on the top of that heap with administering and looking for opportunities to, to secure these systems, that that sheer number of jurisdictions is an opportunity for hacking, that somebody can do a little trial on, you know, county A over here or municipality B over there to see what works. That's why it's really important to be diligent, but also I want to add that auditing is, is I think, something that's extremely yes. important. You can do all the protections in, in the world, but unless you have some sort of a paper record that you can go back and audit, it makes it very difficult to prove who that winner of the contest should, should truly be. And in California, and in particular here in Orange County, we have that. Right. And we're going to be doing additional auditing in June to ensure that the system works correctly. And it's not so much what you're doing in the auditing, but I, I guess I wanted to make sure we included, too, how the voters themselves can be a part of this. Is that The Orange County Ballot Express that includes the capacity for the, us to track our envelopes. That's really important. So we've, we have implemented new technology for 2018, and this will enable a voter to essentially see, have visibility on their ballot from the moment it's printed inserted, mailed, and returned to us, and then to see how it was adjudicated. Was it counted? And if it wasn't counted, why wasn't it counted? And all of that will be, uh, I'm going to give you another forward slash, at ocvote.com forward slash track, T-R-A-C-K, and a voter can see that full visibility just like a FedEx package. All right. Okay. Well, and I want to give you an opportunity. You can plug that voters can go to the ocvote.com for all of these things, and they can also, for, uh, for poll working, mm -hmm. they can go there. And I'm very intrigued by your 
fanning out with the message about the importance in your estimation as well in poll monitoring. That was like another new thing for me to consider. Yeah, I think I mentioned this before, but yes. I, I'm not sure all my colleagues agree, agree with me on this issue. But um, I think it's it's very important for individuals in the community to get out there and monitor the polls because they are a second set of eyes for us. Keep in mind that in Orange County, we use 10,000 volunteers and out across the entire county. This truly is a community event, but voting and the way we're voting today is the same way we were, we've been voting since about the 1860s in this country, when communities were much smaller. So now it's really important to have these extra set of eyes, and it's, it's just it's good security and good protocol to have uh, monitors out there in the polls. Well, this is the part of the, the program where I always say, Neil, here's glass raised. Here's to 100% voter participation. I want to thank you so much for taking the time that you don't have in this busy run up to the June 5th primary. Thank you so much, Neil Kelly, for being on the show today. Well, thank you. We value UCI's partnership, and I'll take any time down the road you need. Okay. Thank you so much. That was Neil Kelly, Orange County Registrar of Voters, giving special attention to what's taking place in the polling places at UCI, where special measures are being implemented. Talk with you next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening.